is waiting on fries that you don't get it? You don't, what do you mean you don't get waiting on fries? Hopefully the customer never hears waiting on fries. So all this time on the entree and it's perfectly executed and then you're like, ready to go. I forgot to fire the fries. I just always use that when I forgot to put somebody's order in and I was like, hey, I'm just waiting on fries. It's gonna be two more minutes. Realistically, I'll come back two minutes with food. What is up? We are we're rocking without Jay today. Yeah, man. Jay's got a new job. Doing big boy things, representing Fortnite Bronco uh, in Manhattan. He's going to be so mad because I can already hear the echo in this room. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, while he's hustling... The I show re- must go on. The show must go on. Literally. And to help us, you can hit up our Patreon account, right? Patreon.com slash waiting on fries or hit the link in our bio. You can select a tier, become a supporter, and help continue this wonderful show that you're currently listening to. That's right. It's that easy. Just hit the link, put in your info. I think you can do even a Google sign-in. Let us know. We can track you. There it is. We can know where you are. That and SEO. And you're listening and what you want to buy and all that stuff. But anyway, patreon.com slash waiting on fries or hit the link in the bio. Awesome. So we can get back to that, uh, <laughs> that echo real quick because uh, I can definitely hear it too. But there's an echo because we're recording in in a brand uh, the brand new facilities of the smokehouse that has not yet to be uh, sound soundproofed and, <laughs> and put in the acoustical pa- panels. No, so technically this is not even technically literally this is the first like thing that's actually happening here. The first yeah, outside of any regular construction, this would be the first event <laughs> taking place in this space. So yeah, congratulations. Um, but, but yeah, so build outs are happening. Buildouts are definitely happening, and with buildouts come problems. There's always problems with everything that happens. Things uh, get delayed, things get lost in translation and confused in translation, and maybe you end up with a product that's not quite exactly what you thought it was going to be, or maybe just not quite what you hoped it would be. That de- that definitely happens, and there's definitely uh, points that that pushes pushes buttons and and forces decisions. Like we can write up this you know this plan and put all the tables here. Oh, like I just thought I want to just spend half a day trying to configure where all the tables are going to go in the restaurant because the architects forgot people have to walk around. <laughs> yeah, you're looking at a top-down design maybe and you just figure right. that there's just a certain number of space, but people actually have to be able to maneuver between yeah, and those it looks, tables. It looks right, and I was like, oh, yeah, it looks like we can put all those tables in there. And when you set them up and say, well, I need a server to walk over there to bring the drinks yeah. and, and stuff like that. Well, that's one thing that went wrong, and then obviously there's all kinds of custom. I wouldn't say it went wrong. Just one thing that needed to be adjusted. Yeah. Before we open up the doors, and obviously another thing is custom fit equipment and things that you might need specific to your operation. Yeah. So the um the op- one of the operations that I'm a part of right now is opening up a new Rochelle called Townhouse. But um in the kitchen we had a uh, ordered this custom sized chef base. So it's a two door uh, fridge pull out fridge that can normally fit um. Hotel pens, full-size hotel pens up to the 600 depth. Um, but the one that we got, uh, f- for some reason, when they fabricated it, they put uh, these metal sheets on the bottom so it doesn't have the space to fit that 600 pan. It's just got a space to fit uh, like a 400 pan or something. So it's not quite what we expected it to be, but we're going to have to make it work now. So what's the, what do you think is the cutoff of 
deciding do we do we send this back and start all over or or this just has to get redone you know or or do we just work around it yeah once you realize something isn't quite gonna work with your operation the way that you thought it was you kind of got to imagine how you would still make it work and if you realize there's literally no way you could function with this equipment the way it is there's no workarounds for it then you probably got to do something but if you can facilitate some sort of Jerry rig situation, or you can see yourself being able to maneuver around whatever the problem that was created. Maybe then you just stick it out. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna weigh in that there's probably well definitely a time time slash economic slash reward risk. Yeah, depending on exactly what formula. it is. Like maybe you have to box it back up and ship it back out across country to have some modifications being made. Maybe that just doesn't work in the time frame of your operation. Or it's just too expensive to fix. Yeah. Or whatever. Like for instance, we had some custom cabinetry built for the bar and it came in and it fit exactly perfect, but it was the wrong color. <laughs> and and it, sucks. it didn't match correct. And we were staring at it and we we're saying, all right. How, how off was the color? What was it compared to what um, it was supposed to be? It was like raw wood and it was oh. supposed to be black. Okay. So drastically different. Yeah. And, you know, we had to stare at it and, and kind of, it was in place and we we're staring at it and it was in the middle of the bar, like center fo- focal point of the whole entire, yeah. the whole entire bar. And, and raw wood versus black is probably pulling your eye to stare yeah, at it. Yeah. And the rest of the bar is kind of black and gray with the concrete. And now you have a whole new color. So we stood there, knew it, knowing it was going to cost a little money <laughs> and, and time to redo, even though it was like perfectly, like, like it fit, the fit was perfect. It was and just in there. And you know, it took a little while. And we said, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna have to send it back. It's gotta be it's gotta be black because it just the level of it's gonna look wrong subconsciously. Yeah, it's gonna look kind of cheap or you know whatever. Like we didn't do it the right way, and also my OCD ness would just <laughs> it would have always just continued to nag at you. It would I would have never got over it. I'd be staring at it for twenty years. <laughs> I would I would retire, sell this restaurant to somebody, come back ten years later, and like, and, and look at it, and it still bother me even though I'm not even involved. So we just we had to go back. But speaking of pet peeves, they're all over the place. Yeah, man. There's definitely a lot of pet peeves. For instance, I'm pretty sure my landlord was just trying to bust my chops <laughs> saying that the, the draft tower was, was crooked, which would drive me nuts, and I just stared at it for 10 minutes. There's no way that anybody who was involved with the install of that draft tower would have let would have left here being with it being crooked. Well, he no told way. me it was crooked and I said, all right, I got to go. So it just <laughs> kind of felt like he was planting a seed. He was planting it in my head. So I would stare at it for the next 20 minutes, <laughs> driving myself crazy. I it took was, a look at it. It's definitely straight. <laughs> you got nothing to worry about. But, you know, there's definitely, you know, you experience pet peeves all over the place. And sometimes I feel like I'm warranted and sometimes I'm definitely a little too much. Some of them are definitely warranted, yeah. And I mean, some of them are just like your own personal issue. You got to work it out. You got to accept the fact that this isn't as serious as you're making it out to be. Suck it up and move on. But there's definitely some that are worth it, 100%. I, I, do, I do accept that I might be a little crazy sometimes, but things have to be straight. <laughs> if you're talking about things being straight, things definitely have to be neat and organized when you're talking about like uh, your workspace, especially in the kitchen. Like that's one area where I think like organization and rigidity within that organization is necessary. I think there's nothing more beautiful, especially at the start of service, uh, than a you know a beautifully organized station that shows your head is in the right space. Physically, your ingredients, your tools are all in the right space. You're ready I, to go. I get so excited when the opening bartender sets up the bar station correctly. Yeah, and, it's, and then I don't have to move it. I just stare at it for five minutes and usually take a picture. Because that literally just means that their mind was in the right place and they knew what they were doing. They were focused and comfortable all day. 
and it just looks so nice when everything's full and lined up, like ready, ready to go for the whole day. And you usually don't have to worry about anything that left the bar was subpar because the space where it was produced is Agreed. up to par. What are you have any pet peeves in the kitchen? Uh, yeah, half full squeeze bottles. Um, <laughs> half full squeeze bottles. Half full squeeze bottles. Your squeeze bottles should be full, especially. I mean, like if you're. Does it fly mid service? Like no, you have to so stop that, and no, 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 no. So I mean, like as long as you're not in the swing of service, like rocking it out, you usually have a couple seconds. You can just fill up your squeeze bottle. So especially like starting service with empty squeeze bottle. I, I feel it that way. I feel it that way. Like I have to start when I come in in the morning. Yeah. I fill everything up to the top. Exactly. Every, 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 not just squeeze bottles, like every little, every station, like the salad, all of everything's got to be full and yeah. stocked and ready to go. That's what I'm saying. But um, it's not going to happen like middle of service. But no. if there's downtime, I'll re-up it right yeah. back, right back up. But then I guess my biggest pet peeve is um, those shitty vinyl gloves. I, yeah. I fucking hate them. I can't stand them. I cannot stand them. And it sounds small, but I find that I waste more time putting on a glove because then it rips and I have to take it off and then you put on another one and maybe it's stuck together so you can pull one apart and then that one ripped also. No, I agree. The vinyl gloves Can't are, do are definitely a pet peeve, <laughs> pet peeve of mine. I, I, we ran into a pet peeve this weekend at, at, the, at the hotel. Well, yeah, that one's a little bit more so serious. We were, we were, Nooms and I were both at the same wedding. Which Shout I out mean, to Mike and Allie. Yeah, Mike and Allie. Uh, Mike, my partner, Mike, yeah. is now on his honeymoon. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to open a restaurant, but whatever. You oh. just received Mike's smoke, smoker he, today. Yeah, we Did got a, sm- a picture we got or smoker you in. Leaving him alone. Completely? No, I, I sent him a picture. Yeah, and nice. they sent a really cool, like we got an old hickory smoker, and they sent a cool hat. Yeah, came I with saw it. that too. I was like, that's definitely and, for Mike. And I was like, I'm keeping this hat. But then I, I really wanted to keep the hat, but no, that's I told him I would give it to him. I keep, I'm keeping the koozie though. I got, we got a koozie too, and a, and a reusable shopping bag. That's coming with me. But anyway, we were at the hotel, and that hotel was. Full of pet peeves for me, <laughs> just full of them. Yeah, it was. I'm just gonna chalk it up to it's uh, it's wedding season, so maybe they were busy and understaffed. There were seven people at the bar. Okay, but there. it's also recently opened up after a pandemic, so give them a break. Like they're getting back into. Things. To their credit, they were a block away from Cuomo's office, so they're probably under the under the watchful eye. Yeah, and they're probably getting conflicting news from all sorts of different sides or whatever. But I mean, like things, things for us were off from like the second we checked into the hotel. Well, my pet peeve at the bar was that the bartender was scooping the ice with, with the glass, Yeah. which is, it drives me. It's just dangerous. It drives me crazy. There's so many things wrong with it. Yeah. Like unsanitary, your hands are in the ice, you chip the glass, now there's glass in the ice, you don't even know. Yep. And that just drives me crazy. And Nicole can't stand it when it happens because I won't stop talking about it. There was a, the first time I saw it happened, I thought they were using plastic cups, and then I realized they were Yeah, weren't. if it was plastic, it'd be okay. It's still a little unsanitary because your hand has to yeah, go in there. But, but at least, least it's not dangerous. <laughs> yeah, at least you're not going to slice anybody's throat open with yeah. shards of glass. Yeah, then I, I realized it, it, it wasn't plastic, so. I saw it immediately switch to uh, bottle beers. I noticed that. <laughs> I, like, I did notice that. <laughs> I was like, I will have nothing else that has ice in it. Rolling the dice all night, I guess, but you know, it was fine. And then the the next the morning after, we went down to the hotel for for breakfast. Yeah, right. It's your standard hotel breakfast. I, listen, I was not expecting much. No, of you, you not. shouldn't. Yeah. You know, unless it's like a you know Vegas five star hotel or something like that, right? Where they're known for brunch and breakfasts and this buffets. Is just run of the mill hotel. Right. So I wasn't expecting much, but ran into another pet peeve <laughs> where. Literally nobody was doing anything except the guy on the omelet station. So you got a room full of people and only one of them was really working. Yes. There, there had to be uh, 10 employees yeah. around that area. 
Yeah. And and just the guy on the online station was the only one like sweating, working. Yep. He's got three, four pans going at once. <laughs> and you know, everybody wants an omelet at these things. So yeah. there's a line going. And they have a pretty good like omelet setup. You know, right. So the, you got a lot of options, a lot of choices. Yeah, they had the induction burners, yeah, like yeah. a nice station with the you know, six pans and everything set up so he can so he can rock, but he was not being supported by his staff. And that's the worst, especially when you see they're just standing around not doing anything. They're just standing there. Like this dude, Jeff, he called his name. And the only reason I know his name is because I heard him say, Jeff, I need eggs. Jeff, I need eggs like 25 times. God damn. To the point where he's got and eggs and cheese. And to the point where he has like omelets that are three quarters of the way done that he's putting off to the side while he's waiting for cheese so he can cheese them up I, I wanted to for a second open the door because <laughs> there's like a little room behind the omelet station yeah that just looks, run and go grab the cheese i was gonna open it and just grab the cheese but then i i kind of peeked in the room and it didn't it looked officey uh, so i was just like this is not I, even a good setup like i don't even why, know where to go <laughs> why is there an office behind the omelet station and then the guy has to walk through the office to go get the cheese yeah and then finally the guy that was doing the so that it was omelet station mm-hmm. and then the buffet station but for COVID reasons, instead of letting you just go grab your own eggs, they had somebody serving it. Yeah. So that guy was the second hardest worker, okay. right? But no one really wanted any of that stuff because they were all in line for the omelet station. Right. But at least he was also doing something. And he was, um, you know, refilling those stations too. Right, so right, more right. bacon. So more he was like whatever. essentially the runner. Yeah. Somebody and needed something. There were two runners that were supposed to be helping, Jeff and some other girl, okay. right? And they're nowhere to be found. He must have called the guy... 20 times, nowhere to be found, where finally the guy serving this just jumped off that line, went and grabbed the eggs and the cheese. But well, it took him like seven minutes to go. It was like, where is this cheese? Where are they keeping it? <laughs> so that shows you a whole bunch of different problems, but it also shows you that who the, the two that are probably the hardest working in the kitchen are working the two most difficult stations that are the most demanding, but then all their coworkers are just nowhere to be found. But right then on. even still, like the second problem that you see immediately is just like improper setup. If the guy's got to disappear for seven minutes to go get something to restock the line that he's working on now, that doesn't really make too much yeah, sense. Yeah, I mean, I get maybe they don't open the omelet station all the time, so not everything's close to it. But then you should have a cart or something. with. Yeah, that's you got to like have fully something stocked. nearby. Yeah. And just someone who can hustle. I mean, this guy called him, called for it. You know, 10 minutes should be enough time to call for a refill before you're putting pans aside for cheese and stuff. Yeah. You've got to also have support, you know? Your team has to have support. Someone's got to be there. Any other pet peeves you got? I think one of my biggest ones in terms of uh, food, is on, especially on the customer side, because it's happened to me a few times, like if you're going to ask on a menu uh, specific temperatures on proteins and then something gets to your table and it's clearly not what you asked for, like I understand things happen in the kitchen, but there's definitely multiple eyes on that plate before it makes it to the customer. So what bothers me is when it actually does make it all the way to the customer. Because that just means a couple of people probably signed off on, you know what, this is fine. But So you're talking about a slice steak? For Any type of slice protein. You know, or where like, it's obvious, right? Yeah, where Some, it's just obviously the wrong temperature. Sometimes Anything a other burger than or something, you don't always see it, yeah. right? But you're yeah. talking about, so if you have a... Uh, if you have the opportunity to see it, and right. you know so it's Right, so if you have like a tomahawk where you're slicing it off the bone, yeah. that means how many people missed the, missed the cue. That's what I mean. That's exactly what I mean. <laughs> right. You're talking about the guy who cooked it. The guy who... Looked at it on Expo. Right. And assuming whoever cooked it is slicing it, although I guess it could be different, yeah, right? But, for sure. So one or two people there, then yep. the expediter, then the server. Yep. Or runner. Or runner. And then it may it, not be the person who took the order. So we're talking about minimum three 
three to five people. Yeah, and you're talking about at least the cooks saw the ticket or one of the cooks saw the ticket and the guy at Expo saw the ticket. So, right. so that's two and at, and at least a runner. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, minimum three people would just let it go. Exactly. That that bothers me. That could be annoying because then it comes back and it's usually a new steak at that point. Yep. And then you're waiting. And if it's overcooked, it sucks because no one wants to eat it in the back. <laughs> yeah, but it'll usually get eaten anyway. No, for sure it does. For <laughs> No waste in the kitchen. No, definitely not. What else? Does that kind of wrap it for us today? I think it kind of does. Got some uh, dinner plans to get to. All right, sounds good. I'm going to figure out what's going on in this echo here, and uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll tag back on Thursday. Jay probably still won't be with us, so you're stuck with just the two of us, but that could be a positive depending who's looking at it oh yeah we'll get it done don't forget to uh smash that like and subscribe button because you know algorithms